0: Hi guys, hope you're all keeping well. Uh, This is a slightly delayed recording of our live podcast that Gemma and I did uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, We had a couple of technical issues at the start, which is why it comes in at a kind of weird place. Um, While we're all inside, Gemma and I are going to do a few more live podcasts. So if you want to be notified about those, uh, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe and get the bell on. And then you'll get a little notification whenever we're going to go live. Uh, but without further ado enjoy the podcast cheers guys bye
1: if you like this podcast and want to support more episodes you can donate through patreon visit patreon.com forward slash children of the forest to show your support for the forest
0: school podcast at the moment and it's the birds birds are everywhere and i think that's one of the things that i quite like about them as um as an easy acce- easily accessible way into what's happening you know you don't have to go to a woodland to, to yeah. see birds yeah um and i i was spending a little bit of time thinking about can i think of a a place in the uk at least where you would go like well, there's no bird life there
1: mm.
0: at all Can you think of anywhere no I can't. Because even in the most remote um, Shetlands, you know, mm. there are birds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a weird, you know, they're just, I can't think. There's there's something other about birds, isn't there? In a way that I think because uh, like animals that solely move on the land, you've got like an understanding of like, oh, that would be a hard hill. That would be an easy hill. Mm -hmm. But there's something about the sensation of understanding thermals or understanding like three dimensional space in a different way. Mm. I just cannot, you know, uh, maybe someone, maybe a helicopter pilot would understand it. Yeah. Maybe. Do you think they would understand, you know,
1: Yeah.
0: they can do that same thing. Um, and I was just thinking about, uh, Like there's something about being outside and the longer you're outside and we often try and get the kids listening to different bird calls and like um, recognising them, you know. And whether that's a a quick way that we do those things is um, through giving them little phrases Mm -hmm. and I was struck because my um, little boy. Now, does your pigeon... Well, I get it from you, but did you get your pigeon thing? Did you make it up, or is it did from somewhere? It
1: no, no, it's from from somewhere.
0: You know, just from the ether. My
1: toe bleeds, Betty. My toe bleeds, Betty. That one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which my two-year-old now runs around saying. Yay. Which is, we, um,
1: we, we've made up some as well, though, haven't we?
0: We have. Well, I think that's part of it, isn't it? It's making up ones. Um, I realise... we realize that like a lot of ours are teaching based because you've got to make them relevant
1: oh yeah no teacher teacher that's not we didn't make that one up though that's um that's that's the standard one but um well oh you're me 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 you're you're me, blue tip yeah
0: that's the that's the blue tip just going <laughs> yeah. for it yeah which if you haven't worked in education in some or childcare in some way might not be uh a good reference for you my wife says it's um she doesn't get them she doesn't get those bird call things um right. but she also she also doesn't like and gets quite angry about constellations yes yeah,
1: same thing it is the same thing it's isn't anthropomorphizing it? things isn't it
0: oh but she gets so irate she's like they're not they're not a picture they're yeah. not they're not saying that I'm like, no but that's how you, you've got to make sense of the world haven't you yeah
1: you've got to turn it into a pattern. It's all about patterns, isn't it, for humans? That's how you yeah. look Yeah. And since and I think since doing it, then so like like we made up gold crest the other day, which is which we said says I can sing, 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 listen to me now. I can sing, I can sing, I can sing, I can sing, listen to me now. And but the gold crest in my garden don't do that. They have their own dialect. So it's still a gold crest, but I can only recognise that it's still a gold crest through hearing the gold crest in the woods enough times and pegging it to that mnemonic is it just yeah. you it a mnemonic do you I call don't it know.
0: that I don't you know. let it go with the mnemonic no i won't correct you okay
1: um so having done that enough times and heard that enough times i can recognize enough similarity in the gold crest in my garden having yeah. pegged that from the woods but before that i wouldn't have been able to tell that it was the same bird because the yeah i can just call it a dialect is, is different enough for it to sound it doesn't say I can sing, I can sing, I can sing, I can sing, listen to me now. It's a different pattern, but it's... Yeah. But, but um, yeah, and I was thinking about, you know, you saying teaching the kids the songs. So yeah. I can remember when I just started being Forest School Leader and um, that was, like, my complete weak spot. I remember going, like, I am, you know, I'm all right on trees and I'm getting better and I'm, okay, I'm getting a bit of sense of plants, but birds it was just like i could not only could i not name a match a call to a species Mm. i couldn't even pick out a call really and on a very loud day in the woods i would just hear just song just like noise i wouldn't be able to like pull out each individual song
0: well i think one of the difficult things about that is um our i would say two most common birds for a lot of the uk would be robins and blackbirds and neither of them have like if you hear a woodpecker you know it's a woodpecker there's yep. no there's no confusing that if you hear a um a great tit and you get that that, mm. that is a great tit but like a robin ah, oh, just whatever they fancy you know or like mm. a wren you know a, is it a wren that just goes like yeah whatever i feel like today
1: yeah
0: and that's i think one of the difficult difficulties about it is if you try to go with like oh what's in your garden it's really hard to learn a robin and to learn a a blackbird and a wren and and that kind of i mean i'm sure it's different in other parts of the world you you know what
1: what helps though is to um like intentionally listen um through the seasons so especially if you start intentionally listening in winter um your garden or the woods or your same um walk kind of route um every day or every other day as spring approaches then you will notice when you hear a new sound a new song um, and so then you can peg that to a species more easily and you realize oh i haven't i haven't heard that for months like the chiff shafts you know just started singing last week yeah. um, and i think that's a really good way of learning it so through the winter you can really familiarize yourself with robin and wren for example um as two that will just be like singing their, he- their heads off the whole time and then as new things are introduced you can go oh okay that isn't a robin actually i know that's not a robin because i know that sound i've, I've learned that through the winter and this is a new pattern so i think that's quite a useful way to learn it's definitely helped me this year like this year i've known so it's been four years it's taken me of learning <laughs> to get as far as i am now do you know what i mean it, i think it um I think with any kind of like nature learning or maybe learning in any field in particular, it kind of um, is the word exponential. So you might start really slowly and you're like, oh, this is really, really hard. And then once you get a few down, then suddenly you become better at it. It's like learning a language, I guess, in that way. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's, not, it's, 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 it's a bit like um, uh, we had one of the children on a, that comes in on a Saturday um and they were doing some woodworking and adam and i were um talking about something oh we were talking about some like woodland clearing or like sometimes adam that volunteers that he's got more of a knowledge of woodland management than i do so i'll pick his brains and i'll go you see that bit over there can i make that any clearer or if i take that one down will it open you know and um, so we were talking about that and we were pointing and obviously naming the trees and going look if i take that sweet chestnut out over there Will it fall into those oaks or will it whatever? And um, one of the girls that was with us, she was like, I think she's about 10. And um, she just looked at us and she was like, how do you know what the trees are? How can you possibly know? And I was like, it it just had gone past that point. And it's it's the same with birds, isn't it? Where Mm. from from a complete novice point of view, I think she was looking at them and just going, they're all big brown sticks in the ground. Yeah. And And we were like, well, and then I couldn't work out how to unpick it. It took me a minute. We just sort of stumbled mm-hmm. around it. And I was like, it is that thing, isn't it? It's familiarity. It's yeah. um, it's being able to break the noise up into coherent pieces, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's definitely about uh, patterns, which in a way makes me kind of think of schema. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like kind of adult version of schema for me that you're you know you become kind of fixated on something and notice similarities and um and kind of get stuck in a bit of a you know it starts small it's like a small circle of awareness and then you know it becomes broader and broader so you'll notice like one species of tree or bird or whatever um Mm. a lot of times and your brain will be alert to it and you'll get your eye in for that and once you've done that you're then keen to kind of branch out i think
0: that's something that is an underappreciated. Um, way of learning is that, uh, again, same with like flora and fauna, where you go, if you just learn about, um, like if you really explicitly learn to identify hawthorn, the following week, you would see hawthorn everywhere. Because yeah. you wouldn't just see a bit of hedgerow, a bit of scrub. You'd be like, that's a hawthorn. Oh, yep. look, that's a hawthorn. That's a hawthorn. And like, but what you can't do is sit down, open up, say, I've tried to do this before. You can't like open up food for free read 30 pages and then go I will now go into the woods and I will know mm-hmm. all these 15 plants I've just looked up you know you have to do it one at a time practice that learning embed that learning yeah and, and then you can get into yeah you know picking it out yeah and that kind of comes back to I was talking to someone the other day about one of the interesting things like why is forest school still interesting you know you and I have been mm-hmm. doing it nearly five years um and there's other people that have been doing it much much longer than that and um i think one of the appeals is that you are constantly learning but that you have to constantly be learning because you can't cheat the learning you, mm-hmm. you can't you can't go and do like a university short i mean you probably can but it won't be the same as having been outside in woodland and listen, <laughs> and and picked out birds it's very you know it's mm-hmm. like uh, earned knowledge
1: yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it's like, like I said, there's no way I could have, I, I'm not I'm not positive that I could have just worked harder at identifying birdsong and done it yeah. in half the time. I think it has taken, for me anyway, other people might be absolutely on it. And I guess it depends what knowledge you arrive with in the first place. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I could have fast-tracked that. That is about, yeah, being in the same place every day through the seasons four times and it, going in and also i guess because you're you're learning loads of other stuff as well so i think i probably start yeah i I did trees first and then plants and then birds were so why is that then why are birds third on that list
0: that's interesting because they're the only ones that can run away from you
1: Mm,
0: that's true you don't get up close to them yeah Mm. but you but you do sometimes i mean we've got some very bolshy robins haven't we yes
1: Yes. yeah
0: woods that are
1: yeah
0: i think part of it as well is like um one of the things that I found most useful about uh, reading Tristan... Oh, I always say Dooley or Gooley, and I can't remember. It's Gooley, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is reading those. is like it helps clarify the noise if you try and think of a why as, w- as well as, like, what are you hearing? Like, why are you hearing it? Um, because you now get to the point... Well, I think I now get to the point, in our woods at least, where if I hear loads of crows i am immediately turning around to go what what is it what are you shouting about why are you because yeah. the crow is making a load of noise and and flying away and doing whatever else is a sign that something is happening yeah you know, oh,
1: Well, definitely i think that's um way more interesting than identifying the species isn't it it's trying to work out the language you know what is going on and that thing with the fingers about the you know a, a song hear a song that says I'm here and everything's great, everything's fantastic. Or a song that means, look over there, look over there, look over there, alarm call. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'm going to do this way yeah. around. Uh, meaning, this is my place, go away, go away, I'm in charge. Um, and the ring finger being like, I love you, I love you, come nest with me. And the little one being, feed me, feed me. Um, and we do that with groups, don't we? And it's, then you don't need any, like, science book knowledge. You don't need any, like... Mm-hmm bird specialist knowledge you just need um to listen and try and interpret which is a different thing altogether and very interesting and then go
0: on i was gonna say it makes it relevant in the same way that um you know ethnobotany is a more engaging subject than botany yeah is because you're making it relevant to you so you're Mm. you're giving yourself um like a reason to have listened to the birds. Outside of the academic, just like I can identify the call of this, but if you're like, oh, and I know a buzzard's coming, or you know, oh, the the it must be starting to, you know, I can remember the first one. I think I learned um, was as a kid um, growing up in well near Poole um, in Dorset, and being just far in inland that to um, so Paul is coastal for people that aren't from there. Um, But being just far enough inland that if you saw a seagull, you knew it meant it was going to rain because they would come inland to get the worms as the rain made them come up out of the ground. So it was this weird signal of like seeing and hearing a seagull in the context of my home was a sign that it was going to rain, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the
0: thing that I think you can pick up on and kind of make like, oh, learning about birds is interesting because of how it can affect your daily life or can, there's a, um, I can't remember what, which culture it is, but there's one culture that has a big story about how the gods made birds to be the eyes for humans. It was like humans used Mm to have sight over everything and then they decided to live on the ground, but they couldn't see everything anymore. And so the gods gave, put birds up in the sky. So that, the, that we are supposed to be tuning in and listening. Right. You
1: know? Yeah. They're like our kind of sentinels.
0: That's yeah. Cool. Which which they are, aren't they, in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. And then they're, they're markers of other things. You know, they are markers of seasonal change and of um weather change and temperature change and all those things.
1: Yeah. Um my, so this morning I went outside and heard this really freaky sound, and I thought it was my next door neighbour using some kind of tool that I'd never heard before. Right. And um, then I realised it was coming from the woods on the edge of my garden, and it was just the most insane noise. It was like a kind of rusty gate. I was trying to see if I could play it on the podcast, but I can't without right. it shutting down. Um, it's like it was like a kind of weird rusty gate sound, following by like loads of clicking and chirruping. Best chirping. impression, please. Okay.
0: I hope someone's just tuned in i really hope someone has that's
1: just what it was like. that was and um and so i walked up to the woods and i said like, what the heck are those birds there are four of them they're quite big um and then i wondered if it was squirrels because squirrels make some blooming weird noises sometimes but um uh there was definitely birds there were four of them all sitting together and then i thought oh my god it's hoopoos yes get in that is like amazing uh bird watching yes hoopoos the hoopoos you only see on the cloud <laughs> Really, right? They're um, on their migration. They're kind of pink, uh, pinky, orange, and black and white, and they've got this cool, like, mohawk of feathers, like that. Um, and they do say hoopoo, hoopoo. And I was like, maybe it's them. This is nuts. Um, Um
0: mistake.
1: Okay. Hoops. so carry on. Wait, no, way, way rarer. They don't live here. They just pass. These Jays were like doing this, they and then they would um yeah, so usually they're really shy. You might just see a flash of them through the woods, right? And then that really loud, kind of crow like squawk. Um, but they were and these guys were doing this weird sound and then all sitting there really, really still. And I came really close to them, they didn't move at all. It was like they were having some weird meeting. It was um, and definitely jays and then occasionally they like fly and make the normal crow sound um, but couldn't find anything about it online couldn't find any you know sent it to my dad who's really good at birds he was like if you hadn't have told me these were jays I would have had no idea this is really weird and magical and then my mum found it on some obscure like internet site of unusual calls they sometimes do but because of the things that we often do when we talk about birds like what are they trying to say are they saying like alarm 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 like absolutely no clue like mystical shit with these I've sorry. Uh mystical stuff going on.
0: Ha, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me.
1: Um yeah, and it just like blew my mind because I was like, I literally they're very intelligent Jays, aren't they? So they can um they a bit like crows and ravens, they can plan for the future. They can um they have object permanence. They do all that stuff about like stashing acorns for the future and they remember where they've put them and they do it on purpose and they can sort different types of food into different food groups. They've done loads of really cool experiments with them.
0: Sorry, who's this? Jay's it's or Hoopoos? Jay's. This, is Jay's. this is Jay's, yeah. So Well, Jays are Corvids, aren't yeah. they? Corvids are a clever
1: family. Yeah. yeah. So super, super intelligent. They can I think they can I think I've read that they can like empathize. I don't know how the heck they work that out, but apparently they can. Um, So, knowing that they're really clever, so my kids are like doing some exciting bedtime routines um, (laughs) involving quite a lot of door slamming and crying.
0: Um, It's the phone book, isn't it? That's how you put your children to sleep. It's just a solid phone book and then they're out for eight hours.
1: um, Yeah, so I was like, what? So, they are, they probably are doing something really like, out there, do you know what I mean? They're having, like, a re- Maybe they're having a wedding, a funeral. They're having some kind of, like, you know, intense moment, a rare moment, and okay. I saw that, and it blew my mind.
0: I wonder if... Um, I mean, I'm sure I could look this up when I'm not uh, live podcasting, but I wonder if Corvids can inherently talk to each other. What do you mean? So, like, can a raven and a gem... Oh, I see. Cross... ...immediately understand what what each other's calls are because i get that a lot of animals have you seen um oh i think it was a an attenborough thing but where it was like there's a bird that lives near meerkats and it had learned to make a certain call for a snake and a certain call for a um like a bird of prey and a certain call for something else and it was doing this really interesting thing where the bird would make a noise and the meerkats would listen to it and then would all run away right okay but then the bird had learnt to lie, so it would wait until the meerkats got, like, a big worm or something, like a slow worm, and then it would make the noise to be like, oh, a bird's coming. All the meerkats drop it, run and hide, and this bird comes down and is like, you know, just absolutely played. But then it would do it another time afterwards, and the meerkats would be like, uh-uh, yeah. bird that cries bird. Right. You know, they uh-huh. wouldn't believe it after a certain amount of time. So I know there are things that animals can... Yeah. Like cross species can interpret each other's calls. Yeah. But I just wondered if inherently could you take like a raven from Norwich and a uh, jay from Devon and would they be able to communicate?
1: Don't know. The accent would fool them, I reckon. (laughs) You think? Yeah. Do Do you want a crow update?
0: Oh yes, the crows that are uh, attacking or worshipping your house, we're not sure. Trying
1: to give me some kind of message. The update is that since we have been home, they are doing it a lot less, like smashing themselves against the window, except first thing in the morning. But I think the strategy of like leaning out the window and saying, not today, thanks, but quite loudly, like... Not today, yeah. thanks, don't need any more crows today. Thanks, thanks anyway, Bye. <laughs> I think it is working and the yeah, but the, the fact that we're home is really like um throwing them. They're like they're looking to find a new place to smash because I'm
0: really we're here. I mean, I'm really hoping that it's that window behind you. Like if it had happened when you were talking oh, that'd be amazing. it would have been incredible. Oh, wow. Or just if one landed there and started sort of staring at you. <laughs> yeah. That would have made me really happy.
1: Yeah. Kabam. Um, kabam? Bam.
0: Is it quite a violent. Yeah, it's uh... really,
1: really loud. It's like, it, it obviously, I mean, maybe it hurts them. I don't know. They're really, when they first started doing it two years ago, blood on the. They don't do that anymore. Now they just. footprints. Like. or. peak marks. Yeah. Oh.
0: Uh... Who knows? So uh, just to go off your crow problems yeah. for a second, um, one of the things, to go back to what we were talking about of birds being messengers, um, one of the things that I thought about when I was thinking about, uh, like, oh, what impact do birds have on me or whatever, and it's that's that's like, like that earned knowledge thing and that secret knowledge thing. And um, you and I were talking about uh, before... Uh, I think it's in the, the Ruby Wax brain book yeah. and um, they're talking about that that bit of your brain that is always scanning for your oh,
1: yeah. Na- yeah.
0: name in a pub. and I wondered if it's the same if you can or if we have retuned our brains to include birds in mm, that okay. because you and I both occasionally are like what's the name of the dog in Up you know when he's midway through talking and he just goes like squirrel <laughs> and he just yeah. But the, uh, you and I both do it uh, to people that it looks like we're being really rude because we just stop that's talking or, or stop paying attention and immediately look at a tree or a noise or something yeah. that they won't have perceived.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. I, um, yes. I think that's true. I think that's true. Um, neuroplasticity, man.
0: Just yeah, but weird neuroplasticity to, to have done it cross-species it's a bit like um have you seen the fishing birds in oh i don't want to be rude i'm gonna say an asian country yes when they go out on the canoe and it's like the heron knows that the seventh fish is for them so they'll, um, they'll, yeah, they'll okay, bring yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. six to the boat and then they go right number seven is for me and they
1: yeah
0: munch off and have that one um it's that weird kind of
1: symbiosis
0: symbiosis i was wondering when in our history birds would have done that when because you, you think about domesticating different animals
1: mm.
0: and domesticating birds is an interesting one you know mm. are there are there actually domesticated birds there yes. must be yeah uh, yeah but domesticated to the to the same degree as like well i guess i was thinking like a dog where you can ask them to do things and they'll do it
1: um, uh, carrier pigeons
0: carrier pigeons
1: Racing pigeons,
0: carrier pigeons, very useful in the war, but only if you've hurt your toe and you're sending it to your friend called Betty. Yeah, ah,
1: different kind of pigeons.
0: That's, that's when they're useful. Uh,
1: yeah, different pigeon. Um, they could be parrots. Oh, Otto's saying domesticated parrots. Good point. A parrot. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's, Budgie.
0: I th- see. My theory is that parrots have domesticated people. That like a parrot is just like playing you because it knows like oh I make a silly noise and the the human gives me food.
1: Do you know right? that a macaw, the ones that people used to have as pets and it's completely illegal now, um, yeah. are as intelligent as a three year old human child. Really. Yep. And they um, fall in love with humans, so they form such a strong attachment and bond to a particular human that they will like um, have like really extreme separation anxiety and smash up your house. They've got a, a beak that can break your finger, and they can like smash your telly like with their beak. They'll just go berserk because they they, they atta- yeah, attach to one person yeah. and they hate everybody else. And yeah, until unless they're with
0: that person, they'll just smash your house up. Um, This is not to do with birds, but on a very similar note, did you know that uh, they've done this thing where they, you know, when you uh, put all those electrodes on someone's head and then you get them to look at different things. So the bit of your brain that lights up when you see pets like dogs, cats, animals like that is the same bit uh, when an elephant sees a human, the same bit of their brain lights up. Oh, my God. they, they think we are little puppies.
1: Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> they think we're cute.
0: Yeah, they think we're like little pet animals.
1: That's amazing. I was um, laughing before you got to the end of that sentence because um, when uh, I was pregnant with our first child, we went for our um, antenatal class, and the midwife, um, who I think was Spanish um, from memory was talking about like our birth plans we were doing like acting out of you know the breathing and what your partner's going to do and rub your back and all that kind of thing and she was saying um she was talking about putting on like relaxing music and things like that and going and you know (laughs) i'm going to apologize for my rubbish spanish accent which like and and bring photographs to look at like photos of your pets (laughs) if you have a photo of your cat bring that with you look at it (laughs) help you push the baby out i was like why but um i think it is that uh it's oxytocin isn't it so oxytocin helps childbirth um and is that right yes it is yeah 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 yes Yes.
0: it kicks everything off doesn't it yes it does
1: yeah so if you look at your pets you get a rush of oxytocin and it helps you push your baby out so there you go Mm -hmm. does that mean that when elephants look at us it makes their births
0: easier Oh, a little human well, elephants are pregnant for it's something like two years wow. that's one of the reasons that they haven't been domesticated is like it's not worth it right just to like generationally you're Get like what is what is the, what is the mm. point what is even the point um to bring it mildly back to forest school
1: yeah what
0: the, can you think of like particular bird bird based activities that we've done that you were like that really got kids connected with birds or like that really helped me connect with birds. I like
1: Find Your Flock, that game mm. we invented this spring, didn't we?
0: We did. Where, After much play testing. Yes.
1: Where we um, teach the kids a mnemonic for a bird call, and then um, they go off and they, they decide what bird they're going to be, don't they? Go off and hide. A bit like one, two, three. Where
0: are you? But it's like one, two, three. It's like two concurrent games of one, two, three. Where are you? At the same time. So one team is going like and then everyone does it back and then there's another team uh trying to do i don't know and then they're trying you're trying to find everyone who's making the same noise as you
1: yeah find your flock but um last time we played it on saturday there was just like a, a rogue, rogue group of green woodpeckers who just really like oh, yeah. and they were just yaffling they were just like um oh, and we just wanted to be green woodpeckers so that we could be in any flock it was children.
0: We should clarify. It was it was children, yeah. and they they just wanted to like be a be a, a benign hindrance be a to the rest yeah. of the game, which was
1: yeah.
0: quite interesting. Yeah. It's very eerie as well. To um, one of the things that I like about that game is we we did it a few times.
1: One minute, I'm one... shut the door. Sorry, hold on.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the games strikes me the the quickest of like you can um you can convince people at forest school to be weird quite quickly yeah so like very normal parents very um you know together people and in the course of like two minutes just by going like this is the game and we're going to go and find each other you can have someone in on their own hiding under a tarp going Meep, beep, 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 beep. yeah like this yeah. is mental and i love it i
1: love that too yeah, it's like you have to uh, break your inhibitions in order to play, like it's, if you invite people to like sing with us, then they're like nah, I can just not do that and you'll just do it for me. Um, and I'll just sit there in silence, tap my feet and nod my head. But um, if they don't do it, the game literally doesn't work. So they have to do it. And then that's really good. Cause it like releases serotonin and it makes it all like bondy and fun and nice. And once you've done that, then you can, you're more free to put your hands in the mud or whatever.
0: Well, and it was really, I did it once with a group where, um, so I was being one of the finders. So I was going around and finding a load of um, children and their um, parents. And I was sort of collecting them as I went. So I went and found a two of them. And then I went, right, should we sing again? And we'll find the next one. And we'll find this. And then I got to, I got to really clearly go, oh, listen, there's a, a great tit is trying to join in and it's yeah. throwing me off. And because they'd just been practicing it and made it and wow. been listening for it, they could hear it in a way that I think five minutes before they wouldn't have been able to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Tune it, in, tune into that.
1: Yeah, I also really love. Um, so I do it both in spring and in autumn with the swallows and house martins migrating, um, making swallows and house martins on with bits mm-hmm. of paper and putting them on a stick and kids flying them around which I guess you could do at any time of year with any type of bird um, yeah but there's something about and I've seen loads of you know basically it's just like make a bird and fly it around and play with it and you can do that in loads of ways and I've seen people have like made the body out of clay and stuck cardboard wings in or
0: I guess it depends how permanent you want it to be as a toy if you want it to be a yeah Cool. Yeah. If you want it to be a more involved yeah. thing,
1: But there's definitely something about the um, like I've never done it and it like flop as an activity. I've never mm. it and kids are gone. Yeah, I can't see what we're doing. but uh, No, I'm going to do this other thing. It's way more interesting. Like even if it takes kids a while, by the end of it, every kid is running around with a bird on a stick and um, becoming the bird, doing well, I think making the bit... bird's voice. And it's something about the paper and the weight of it in your hand, and the distance, it's, it's like, um, like I don't know I about I think it's like puppetry. kite flying. Like kite flying, that's a good analogy. Um, and like, there's loads of like, the, you know, the science and the art of puppetry, isn't there? And then, um, you know, the weird things that, the weird relationship between humans and puppets, um, yeah. and it being alive but not alive. And that, you know, it's weird. Um, but I think that definitely happens with the birds. And it's this amazing kind of like, uh, embodiment like you know the kids really become the bird and they automatically start talking about things like quick run away because a, f- a prey animal's cut co- a predator animal's coming or i need food or
0: it's a bit hey, have hey. you ever seen um the the maasai people in i can't i can't think no, what I country it is kenya. i want to say kenya.
1: Kenya. kenya um
0: when they i've seen a lot of um documentaries filming them because they're the some of the last um like just hunters of of that type if you like mm. and um i've seen a few clips of different ones where they're like tracking this animal and then they sort of lose the trail and so they have to internalize like anthropomorphic uh, uh, becoming the animal and going like well i would have seen the bush that way looks like that and i think that is probably hardwired in us somewhere is like mm. you need to be able to think like an animal yep. in order to find them and so when you give people the birds it's it's a a part of that is like mm. you're embodying this bird and you immediately go what would a bird's needs be yeah, oh, yeah. well it would need this and all oh, would be looking for a predator yeah and
1: and that happens without you as a leader or an adult saying to the children, oh where should we no, where would my bird like to nest whatever they spontaneously do that um, yeah. a lot of the time which I find pretty amazing
0: um, I think as well um, doing it with uh, swallows, as the, it gives you a chance to talk about um, like interconnectedness of like the birds go really far away and then they come here and then they do whatever but also I think there's something about are you aware of the uh the ornithological term jizz
1: (laughs) you've told me about it yeah
0: Yeah. so it's general impression size and shape um and they talk about being able to so that's how you can tell if if you can just see like the silhouette of a bird flying and you're like oh that's a buzzard and so how do you know it's a buzzard and you go well i can tell by its jizz yeah and you have to (laughs) then go like (laughs) it's it's um but there's something about the shape of a swallow mm. that's very evocative of mm. like the way that that piece of paper then flaps Yeah, is the way that that bird moves mm. in the way that like, if you did a, a, a big buzzard or a blackbird, they, mm. they, they don't, yeah. the paper wouldn't move like the bird yeah. does. Yes, yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. I do. And it's an easy shape, isn't it? With yeah. the wings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um have you yeah. seen this? Is kind of like, uh, have you seen Captain Fantastic, the film? I
0: have, I have.
1: Have you? Okay, yeah. so I've still got twenty minutes left. I watched it last night and then got really um, uh, tired. But um, uh, Ed was laughing at me as we were watching it because he was just like, "This is like forest school and homeschooling. Like, <laughs> is this what our kids are going to be like?" It's Watch what- the
0: last twenty minutes. I will. I will. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, they're more hiding in the bushes and jumping on the deer and killing it and stuff. It's, like, various. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah,
0: it's um, yeah, watch the last 20 minutes before you make your decision. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, as I was going to say, did you want to mention about your multiple attempts at nest building?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Um,
0: Hang on. You tell yeah. the people. I'm just going to nip to the loop.
1: Okay. Um... Uh, Yeah, I've got like a weird nesting instinct. It's very strange. Um, uh, So in the woods, I just have this thing. I really want to make a massive nest with branches, like a human-sized nest, basically, and and get the kids and families to help to make it, which we've done. And then we have done it often and played with the kind of bird puppets and used it in our games. So if like a predator, bird is coming, and we've all flown to the nest for safety and things like that. Um, I've become like really attached to it and I will just automatically gravitate to the nest and start adding bits to it. And if kids try and take bits off to do their den building, I'm like, (laughs) any any sticks but those, you cannot touch the nest. Do not break my nest apart. Um, And it needs rebuilding now. And like every day when we're kind of like planning, what we're gonna do and I'll just say to Lewis like, and and we could rebuild the nest. That's what we could do. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Let's do. Yeah, I've done you
0: like building nests.
1: Yeah, I've I've done it. I've said it. I've said that every every day recently when we've been planning. Um and it has only been recently actually. It hasn't I didn't I didn't it didn't occur to me over the winter, but since probably about February, um when we've been planning, every day we've been planning I've I've said to you, how we could rebuild the nest. <laughs> we could yeah. do that and you've been like Yes.
0: I think it's because, because. because it does flop as an activity No,
1: it's my it's is, my play it's completely my play
0: also that uh, because I uh, I don't want to say I have no ownership, maybe it is I have no ownership of it, um, but I do you know what, it's very much like nature isn't it, you spend a long time making a nest and then at the slightest opportunity of fire lighting, I will encourage the kids to take the sticks off it and to make fires with them
1: that's disrespectful um but also um i have you i've been putting my own hair and my
0: cat i'm sorry
1: fur out in the garden
0: oh god i thought you were gonna say i thought you'd just been leaving it around the woods
1: not in the woods but in my garden um and that makes me feel really strange that like there will be birds nest building with my hair like when I mean, you're supposed to like you know take your hair off your hairbrush and put it in the garden for them to, to nest build with um but i gave myself a haircut and just put it all out there Weird. and i found
0: it i was like what the heck's that oh it's my hair that's what it
1: is um but yeah i'm gonna go for the
0: radagast what's that uh he's got a beard he's got a, a bird's nest i mean i would have to grow my baldy head out and then he's got like birds that nest in his beard and the right. bird poo goes all the way down his like mm-hmm. beard that's it's lovely nice <laughs>
1: um do you know in the dormouse nest that we found, which we haven't talked about either, hmm. do you know that there was one of my hair in, hairs in that? Was there? One of my hairs in the dormouse nest, yeah.
0: Weird. Why? You, ooh, I know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I know. Especially because it was very close to a dead squirrel. Mm. That's yeah. That's an odd thing to have mm. kind of facilitated
1: um, I think I finished now. I don't think I've got anything else left in my head to say.
0: No, but do you know what? We barely talked about the world outside. It's a bit yeah. of a break. Yeah. And it was a bit of a test of the system, and I think yeah. we've done it. Yeah. So maybe you're. We're working on a uh, a book review, aren't we? If people are yeah, inside. Yeah, I haven't started. Sorry, listening to. You me. haven't cracked it. Well. So I. I'm... I listened to it on double speed, and so I smashed it in three hours. Oh,
1: okay. That gives me hope.
0: It's, it's very achievable.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so I have listened to, and we are uh, going to talk about it at some point um, the. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's called uh, The Amazing not- Power of Showing Up. Um, and it is by. If you've read The Whole Brain Child, or. Um, I can't remember their other books, but those authors um, have written this new book about. The f- they've got four S's. It's a very good book. I won't go into it too much. But if you're having some downtime, Audible's got loads of free trials so you can listen to it or um, you could probably still get it delivered. Just order some milk or some eggs or something with it and then it'll come really fast. <laughs> and then you can read the book. And in maybe a week or possibly a week and a bit more yeah we'll um do a podcast and chat about it and
1: it'll be good for all of us who are you know suddenly pitched into homeschooling when we're not used to it um as well yeah uh, it's
0: a very good book if if you're at all interested in um attachment and attachment theory it is basically a very palatable book about attachment so far but anyway won't go into it now yeah uh cool cheers guys (laughs)
1: If you like this podcast and want to support more episodes, you can donate through Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash children of the forest to show your support for the Forest School podcast.